We had people who have been with the company quite a long time and, and they wanted to understand, you know, how did we choose to invest in technology as opposed to remodeling my store? During COVID, people lost some time at work and then we're coming in saying we're investing heavily in technology. You have to have good rational reasons why you're doing it. Welcome to Transform It Forward, the podcast that gives you an inside look into the before and after of some of the world's most effective transformation processes with your host, Paul French. I'm Todd Holbrook. On this episode of Transform It Forward, Paul chats with Mike Starkey, Chief Information Officer at Christie Sports, about the future of sports marketing, e-commerce, and retail. Mike has held several positions in e-commerce and retail over the years including VP of IT Strategy at Invista, Senior VP of Information Systems at Performance Bicycle, and Director of IT Retail Strategy at Sears. His experience has touched all aspects of the retail world, including e-commerce, logistics, and supply chain, as well as strategy and business management. In this episode, Paul and Mike discuss what's on the horizon for e-commerce, specifically in the sports world, how to stay current in an innovative base, and the importance of offering the customer a full service experience rather than just a transactional relationship. Let's hear what they have to say. Mike, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Paul. Excited to be here. So talk a little bit about what you guys experienced over the course of the last 18 months. And when I was up uh, using Crusted Butte as an example, you know, it was awful quiet on the outdoor pursuits side of things, although there's lots of people who want to work remote from remote areas these days, but what was the impact of COVID on the business during that time? It went a a couple of directions. One, for all of our associates, uh, we had to change to a work remote environment because we couldn't have people in the office and that's for the main office. So that really started some of our digital transformation because we didn't have the collaboration tools that that you would expect. But the in-store experience had to change at the same time because our stores, we had hoped were going to stay open with COVID. And for our associates, we wanted to keep them safe, you know, and our motto at that point, you know, safety before sales. And we had to put some technologies in place quickly, uh, like queuing for customers and remote check-ins. And then we had to, you know, not have a limit on how many customers were in the store. So there was quite a few changes that happened very quickly as soon as COVID hit. I would imagine that all of a sudden the production shortages came to pass fairly quickly. Yeah, especially for outdoor sports, uh, you know, for um, cycling. Also, we sell patio furniture. So that exploded. A lot of people were doing staycations and staying at home and they're working from home. So uh, they invested in that. But uh, we're still experiencing supply chain issues. Interesting. So how have you guys mitigated that? Well, I mean, we're a fairly large presence in in the winter sports industry. So, you know, we work with our suppliers and make it early buys as early as possible and make the bigger commitments because, I mean, they have have limited limited supplies. So where they go to is very important. And so you guys are, uh, it's really interesting as you think about how you sit at the intersection of e-commerce and in-person fulfillment. It's not like somebody shows up at a Best Buy and you know, picks up the printer that they bought, you know, somebody's going to rent skis or someone is, needs to be tuned on a bicycle and things like that. So how do you think about customer experience pre-COVID, during the COVID experience, and then where do you think it goes uh, into the future for you guys? Well, we pride ourselves on having an exceptional 
customer service and in-store experience. And we get very high ratings, but we were not leveraging technology. So it was you, if you ran skis from us, you probably saw a paper-based system. So we're still providing great experience, but it was paper-based. And on top of that, our online experience was not where we wanted it to be. So as soon as COVID hit, we realized, and the leadership of Christie Sports realized, we needed to invest heavily in technology. And uh, I was working with Matt Gold, our CEO, and that's when his vision of a digital transformation started. So within a very short period of time, we went and replatformed our e-commerce environment. At the same time, we are actively investing in the uh, technology for the in-store experience. Uh, because what was important to me and our leadership team when we looked at digital transformation was this didn't just create a great website and online experience. Because if you had that great experience and you walked in our store and you're filling out a paper form to rent your skis, it, it, it just lost what it really meant. So we feel and uh, felt that then and still feel strongly that we have to do it complete end to end to have, have that uh, digital experience. It's actually a, it's a pretty common thing that there, there are uh, transformation projects that kind of bubble up for individual things, store operations or inventory control or, or human collaboration, but it really takes you know, a senior executive to say, okay, we're not fooling around anymore. Now we're going to do a full digital transformation. What do you think was the big driver for your CEO at that point? Well, I joined Christie Sports in uh, September of last year. So I've been here one year. About six months prior to that is when he started building out his, his long range vision and, and noticed the, the gaps in what we had. I mean, we had an online experience, but it was, I don't want to say an afterthought, uh, it was, it was the, all the focus was on the retail stores and the brick and mortar. What he saw going forward, and it, I'm not sure COVID triggered it or it started right before that, was that people had to have that great online experience and then that continuous end-to-end experience was very important to him. And that's when I uh, interviewed with him. It came out loud and clear what his vision was and focus and to Matt's vision and that we were executing on was digital transformation, uh, repeating myself, was not just an online experience. It's the store associates, it's here at the home office, the collaboration tools, and just how we think digital first. You know, and he brought in some leadership members uh, like Harvey Bierman, VP of digital, that can help execute on that. So, you know, we've been working hard. We're not there yet, but, you know, the, the end state is a full digital transformation of Christie Sports. Oh, I can't wait to rent skis in the fall. <laughs> I'll be so excited. Uh, if you're going to Crested Butte, we will have that system in place. Oh, fantastic. I'll uh, I'll use your name. So <laughs> so it's interesting. So so you obviously come in, you come in a year ago, you look and you've got a lot of pieces that some of which are probably usable, some of which you probably, you know, don't see as a part of the future. You used one of my favorite words, which is replatforming. You know, talk a little bit about how you sorted what was, you know, valuable core systems and and what you really wanted to leverage versus you know, things that needed to be tossed and, and reinvested in? Some of that was fairly easy. Harvey joined uh, about a month before I did, and the e-commerce platform was very old legacy, in-house developed, you know, not a scalable system, not something you could grow e-commerce on. So that was a fairly easy decision to make. And uh, 
In our first 90 days here, we were replatforming e-com. And then on top of that, we were evaluating other systems like our business intelligence tools, our office uh, collaboration tools, uh, you know, the video meetings and, and, and so on. It was not hard decisions early on. You know, the decisions would get harder as we move, but uh, it, was, it was pretty easy to identify where our gaps were. And as you look at it, the, um, you know, there's obviously cost and, and business risk that goes along with the replatforming side. But I think that, that oftentimes people don't talk as much about the change management and the impact on the, the humans on how that works. How did you guys look at that piece of the transformation? It, it was an uh, interesting time because uh, we had quite a few new members of leadership coming in with some pretty strong uh, changes. And it happened so quick that uh, it was important that we communicate throughout, you know, what the vision was. You know, what, what is the end state? And, and try to paint a picture for everyone of, of what the end looks like and, and, and show everyone what good looks like. And then if you can communicate that well, then you can overcome a lot of that change management. But as you probably know, Paul, change management's maybe one of the toughest parts of technology changes. You know, you're moving a lot of parts and people are used to doing things a certain way. And as you go through that, it's probably one of the more difficult parts of uh, some of these big projects. Yeah, I can't even imagine. And you think about the the, the breadth of humans that you that you have throughout your team i would imagine you know consistency of message and consistent vision you know casting to the people that are in the you know the corporate office or people who are in the biggest stores is probably not that hard but when you get out to some of the smaller ones and you're talking about you know employees that may have a radical change in the way that their job works going from paper to digital for example how do you how do you extend that all the way down so everyone feels like they're part of that transformation how we went about this is we did what we called an MVV roadshow. And the, le- the entire leadership team, eight of us, traveled to the Pacific Northwest where we have stores, Salt Lake City. We went to markets uh, like in Vail, Breckenridge, and the entire leadership team would spend an entire day with groups from each of those areas. And we would explain, you know, the MVV is the mission, vision, and values. And we would have those conversations and we would open ourselves up to any question, any conversation. And, and like I said, it's been an entire day with, uh, I think we met with over 800 associates during those roadshows. And I think it was very important. It was uh, not just as we're on the stage in front of them answering questions, but then getting those one-on-ones and letting them tell you their concerns and addressing them. I think that went a long way and it's still going a long way towards that. What were some of the hard questions that you got? You know, we had people who have been with the company quite a long time and and they wanted to understand, you know, we're investing a a lot in technology. And they're like, well, why, how did we choose to invest in technology as opposed to remodeling my store or building a new store or the associates, you know, what is driving this and what, and what do we expect out of it? Were some, some of the harder questions, you know, it's, it's tough during COVID, you know, some people, you know, lost some time at work and, uh, and then we're coming in saying we're investing heavily in technology and, uh, you know, you have to, you have to have good rational reasons why you're doing it and, uh, what, what the end looks like. So when you think about that, uh, just whether it's on the change management side or, or the replatforming side, where do you feel 
your biggest risks were? How did you think about the mitigate the mitigation strategies? Because it's always easy to start, and I think it's very laudable to start with mission and vision and values, giving people the purpose, being able to see the end state. But but there's a lot of things that happen between here and there that you that you have to plan for. How did you define them and then make people see like, hey, this is going to be hard? So they were able to they wanted to work through it. They wanted to be a partner in the success. I think a big part of it is, you know, you don't run these projects as I'll call them IT projects. You know, it's truly cross-functional and uh, have each group engaged and each group owning it as opposed to being viewed as here's another IT project and they're implementing technology because it's all, it's more about people process and technology. So you have to have, you know, the, the operations group heavily engaged in these systems because it touches everyone in the stores. Uh, so if they have not bought into this and bought into this vision, then there's you will not succeed. No, for sure. For sure. Have you seen as a part of the Digital First Initiative the goal to change the culture or was protecting the culture a really important part of what you were trying to do? Both, uh, because our culture is hugely important to us. You know, what well, the roots of our company, what it started was, you know, these smaller localized ski shops. And when you do not want to disrupt that culture, the last thing you want is to come in and now be this corporate, you know, corporate America coming into these areas. You want to protect that culture. But at the same time, you know, we're at a point where we can't continue to do things the way we're doing it. We can't have paper-based rentals. And it wasn't just, oh, let's do technology because we can't do paper anymore. It was, you know, taking 10 minutes per rental. And now we're looking at technology that'll get us down to the four and five minute mark. So it was, you, you talk about customer experience and, uh, and I truly believe in that, but it's also associate experience. You know, if you put this technology in, it takes them to where they can take care of uh, a family in five minutes as opposed to 10. You've actually improved the associate's life and quality. And, and so they're impacted by this digital transformation as much as our customers are. Continue down that path a little bit because you, you started on the, one of the first things you said was the collaboration tools with people being remote. And that's obviously a huge impact on, you know, exploit employee or associate experience. What other things as a part of that digital first initiative were built for the employee or the, the associate? Well, I mean, we're working on some tools out of the HR area, you know, some tools as far as performance development for our associates. Uh, we're putting some things in there that were very manual based. The email systems and collaboration, you know, we implemented uh, last year allows everyone to stay connected, you know, with their with their mobile phones. You know, we're, we're fine with BYOD, bring your own devices. You know, we see that as making the associate experience better in the store. So it's, it's a combination of the in-store associate who's working, you know, extremely hard you, you've been in our stores when it's time to check out skis and return the skis and how, how crazy they are. So anything we can do that saves them any time is a plus for them and their quality. You had me when you said going away from paper because there's nothing quite like that last day in your last run and you open up your coat looking for the return slip to make sure <laughs> you can walk back in and ease. It's all sweaty and gross. And yeah, they, no, trust me, this is everything I took when I when I left three days ago. So. No, I think I think it's a really important thing that people don't talk enough about that ultimately you do have to get everyone from the very top to the very bottom of the organization to really see the vision and to execute because your great plan with the head of digital and the CEO 
falls apart if the you know the associate fitting my boots in Crested Butte doesn't buy it, buy off on that or doesn't know how to use the system or it wasn't built to to actually move quickly to give me a great experience because it really does impact everything I'm going to do for the next three days, right? If my boots don't fit or or I'm you know frustrated with the way that experience, it really does impact. And and I would imagine it it there's an awful lot about customer retention and loyalty that went into this conversation as well. You know, the, the associates, and, and think about who our associate is in the store, and I'm sure you've met some of them in, in the stores you visit. You know, it's a younger person. They, they were almost born with technology, and they're used to having that. And then they, they're so passionate for, you know, the outdoors and skiing, and then they join our company, and they don't see that technology. And I'm not saying technology for technology's sake, but they're like, ah, I have this frictionless app. I can do this on at home. Why can't I do that here at Christie Sports? So that's about helping the associate. And then when we looked at this technology, and I talked earlier about the minutes, you know, that we're reducing that will improve the customer's experience as well as the associate. We were doing some math that we will reduce the time to do a rental chain-wide by a million minutes this year. So that, that's a million minutes we're going to give back to our associates and to the customers so, so they can get back out on the hill. That's great. That's what you're all about, right? Especially uh, the, 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 we've got a global audience, but especially us Americans who, you know, try to recover our entire lives in two weeks of <laughs> vacation every single year. So, so how do you look at uh, competition? Obviously, in some of the smaller places, you know, there are not 20 different places to rent skis. And I know your business is, is bigger than renting skis, but you also compete, I would imagine, on the e-commerce side with with Amazon and with Walmart and, and ple- people like that to to buy the jackets and the, you know, the bike shorts and the inner tubes and things like that. How do you, how do you guys, or, or what part of your digital strategy looked at the, the competition as well? Uh, and it's an interesting point because if you're doing e-commerce, you're competing with Amazon. Everyone does as well as others. You know, there's some other, other people in, in the outdoor sports market, but what makes us different in our stores and well, that's part of the strategy that uh, Harvey's driving is When you walk in our stores, we are considered the authority. I mean, we're authentic. We know, you know, we know skiing, we know boots. These people, you know, live that and are passionate about that life. How do you take that and put it online as opposed to just an e-commerce site that sells products and sells widgets? So what we're working toward is taking that voice that we have in the stores, in in the brick and mortar, and trying to get it online. And uh, that's not an easy journey. Uh, but that's that's how you get to where, you know, that uh, top of mind awareness, because if you get to where you're just competing on price, you know, you're not doing what the customer really wants. You know, we, we want to be the place to go to uh, to be, you know, like I said, that authentic authority for the outdoor industries. Amazon's going to have a tough time, you know, fitting skis and bikes and and boots <laughs> as compared to you guys, I would imagine. So, you know, looking, looking more specifically at your organization, the IT side of things, and you've been doing this a long time, how have you seen the changes required in the makeup of your teams? You know, whether you're Waterfall or Agile, or you mentioned, you know, running a specific IT-oriented project, what does the, the makeup of your organization look like today compared to where it was and where do you think it goes from here? Yeah, I have been doing this a long time, and uh, it has changed quite a bit. You just you just mentioned waterfall. You know, the old days of the CIO's role was to take care of infrastructure, 
data centers even. Projects were run, these huge IT massive projects that were waterfall and delivered two years later. And now, you know, with the migration to the cloud, you're letting third parties manage. Ideally, you get to where third parties are managing all your infrastructure to where you can focus and move from what I would call project management over to product management. And it's a pretty big shift because if I can get out of the infrastructure business and I can get to the cloud, then I've become more nimble, uh, much more agile. And then we get to where we're managing the product, where we're almost embedded in the business and partnered with the business, as opposed to the, the old silos to where you lob a request over the wall, IT disappears for three months and then delivers it. You know, those days hopefully are gone. And uh, we're much more agile. You know, it's uh, you know, or a combination of agile, agile fall or something. But it's uh, you got to be much more nimble than those those big projects. Much more collaborative. So I love the reference embedded in the business. I think that's a really really great way to do that. How do you keep your teams that are embedded in the business with their eyes, you know, down the field and not into the day to day tactical requirements that your ops team needs or your your inventory control team needs or your retail operations team's needs? So just in the last year that, that I've been here, uh, we've actually moved a few people from the business into the IT area. So these were subject matter experts, and now they're part of the IT group. But for all intents and purposes, you, you wouldn't know that. It's, uh, they are they're in the meetings with the departments, uh, working with whether it's supply chain group or the operations group. Uh, but they're also every morning, you know, doing an IT stand up meeting to where they understand what's going on in IT. And then, of course, then, I'm, then I'll meet with them as well and make sure that we have that vision of where are we going with this. It's not just solve this one problem. You know, and I, and I always I use the term when I talk to the team, you know, do you want to be an order taker? You know, and or do you want to provide solutions? You know, it's kind of like the difference between a waiter and a doctor. And I just coach everyone that we need to be providing solutions. You know, if we're just order takers, then, then we're not adding value to the business. Well, I think that's a that's a really interesting point because it goes back to the authenticity point you made about the customer and the employee experience. It, it really is you as a service provider as well. If you're the experts, right? Why would you let? You know, the marketing team tell you exactly how to build their website, right? They should be able to give you the outcomes they're looking for, and you guys are the experts to deliver for them. Yeah, and it's, it's and I said it a little bit ago, you know, just, and you got you to partner. You got to partner well. And, uh, you know, we've been in, in the trenches, you know, stabilizing systems and, and laying some foundational work. But now we're getting to a point where we can partner much better with the business and then have that collaboration. You, got, you need to work toward, and then we're not there yet, it's a journey, but you need to work to where we're considered the trusted advisor. That, you know, we're not excluded. We're not, you don't want to be the IT group guy, go to IT and they're not going to solve it for a month. You need to be that, oh, let's go to IT, they can help us. I think ultimately, as, as we all look at how you can take the promise and make it real, everybody's got to think that way. So when I show up and I, I I'm, I'm ready to, have my customer experience with with Christie Sports later this year. What experience do you hope I'll have? Well, I'm going to start with the easy answer. I hope you have an exceptional experience. But you know, if you want me to describe the technology, it starts you know on the e-commerce site where you start your reservation and you tell us uh, you know what you're looking for when you arrive, the dates you'll be here when you arrive in the store. Your information's already there, so you don't have to enter it again. 
depending on where we're at with COVID, you may have to check in and be in a queue uh, for safety reasons. But uh, all your information's there. You uh, grab your skis, get fitted for the boots. They press one button and you're on the slopes. I'm looking forward to it. So um, you've been really generous with your time today. I, I, I tend to end with uh, a little bit more of a personal question. So when you're, uh, when you're working in Colorado from Myrtle Beach and the day is over and you want to put on a little music, what do you like to listen to? Oh, good question. I'm, uh, I'm a little bit of old school. So, you know, the Pink Floyd and, uh, is one of my favorites. But I have three children who have made me a little bit younger. And uh, so now I'm listening to things like The Revivalist. I went to Red Rocks the other night and saw Nathaniel Rateliff. So I'm trying to get uh, a little, little bit younger with my music. It's always good to have a broad perspective. <laughs> Mike, you've been great. I really appreciate your time today. Best of luck in the future. All right. Thanks a lot, Paul. After a great conversation with Mike, here are some of the key takeaways that Paul and I think listeners can take from their conversation. First, digital transformation isn't just about launching a new website. It's an end-to-end process involving the in-person shopping experience, too. Christie Sports recognized that evolving digitally would involve every aspect of the business, including the store associates, collaboration tools, and overall thinking digital first. Second, with such a rapid pace of transformation, communication throughout the organization was key for Christie Sports. Mike mentioned that change management is one of the most challenging aspects of adopting new technology. And the company navigated this by continuously relaying their message and vision to all employees in a consistent way and involving the entire team every step of the way. Third, associates are just as impacted by digital transformation as customers are. Mike mentioned that although we tend to focus on the customer experience, improving the associate experience whether in-store or online, is equally important. Christie Sports recognized the importance of buy-in across the organization because there can be no transformation without adoption at every level. Also, you can't compete on price alone. You'll never win against big box retailers like Amazon. This is why a big component of Christie Sports' strategy is positioning themselves as an authoritative voice in the space. They have successfully accomplished this with the in-store experience, but transferring this to the online space is an important pillar of their digital transformation strategy. And finally, throughout the organization, teams need to collaborate and avoid working in silos. Whether you're part of the marketing team or the IT team, everyone should be considered a trusted advisor who can contribute to solutions with agility. And leadership should prioritize ensuring everyone feels embedded in the business. Thanks for listening to Transform It Forward, the podcast that gives you an inside look into some of the world's most effective transformation processes. If you liked this episode, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Transform It Forward is brought to you by Axway, who believes that in order to create the most value for customers, partners, and employees, you need to open everything by securely integrating and moving data across a complex world of old and new technologies.